Now, more importantly, is in the last five years, since we have now microbiome studies and we're learning more how to test for that, we can actually show, and the data has been showing, that it's not just the bleeds and the ulcers. So this is really dangerous, right? Like people will have, have an acute bleed and they'll die, or most, most of them, thank God, will, will not die, but they'll end up going to the hospital, still having complications from that. But now we understand that it increases this, what we call increased intestinal permeability, what they call leaky gut. It increases small intestinal bacterial overgrowth called SIBO, and also increases gut dysbiosis, which are bacterial overgrowths. So when I see patients that have these conditions, more often than not, also, they're taking an NSAID. So these are the things that most people have, heart problems, GI problems, and then worsening RCR arthritis or joint pain, and yet the thing that they're taking itself is contributing to that problem in addition to diet and lifestyle. So the another problem is, well, NSAIDs are also common found in other products, right? So people are like, hey, I don't, I don't take Tylenol. I don't take these problems, products for my back. I don't have back pain. I don't have osteoarthritis. But people have cold and flu, morning and night pills. You know, I need something for sleep. I need something for my allergies. And not understanding that these all have NSAIDs also combined in them. Why? Because inflammation to lower, everybody feels better. Everybody has a little bit of aches or pains. Even if you have a little bit of sinus ache or allergy, that's an inflammatory response. So symptomatically, it is helpful. And in fact, even the acetaminophen that most people think, which is Tylenol, for example, which is the safer out of all of the NSAIDs though, they had to increase um, the warning on the Tylenol because of toxicity to the liver. Why? Because the average American, when they actually analyzed it, was taking over 3,000 milligrams a day, not knowing it. Why? Because most people say, I don't take Tylenol, Dr. Pai. And then I go, well, what do you take for allergy? Oh, I take this cold and sinus. I take this AM and PM for sleep and not knowing that there's a little bit of acetaminophen stacked in each of those products. And so the FDA had to actually say, we need to now put a warning on acetaminophen and have people actually look at how much total they're, they're, they're taking on a daily basis because they're getting liver toxicity. So what's the problem? The problem is this, the black box warning. Now, this is my soapbox. I've been talking about this for decades. And if you read my book, it'll go into great, great detail. But everybody should learn and know what a black box warning is. A black box warning is that when we take a drug, every drug will be reviewed by the FDA. And you'll have something called a common side effect and a serious side effect. A common side effect for taking a drug like an ibuprofen, like a naproxen, like an acetaminophen can be, for example, um, a little bit of diarrhea a little bit of constipation, a little bit of heartburn, a little bit of ringing in the ears, a little bit of uh, photosensitivity, a little bit of swelling of the ankles. Okay, so they're the common, you know, a little bit of uh, liver enzyme dysfunction, but it's not dangerous, right? So it's common. It's a, it's a nuisance. It's an irritation, but not so dangerous. And so that's a common reaction. And then they have something called a serious reaction. Serious reaction would be something like a heart attack or a stroke or a GI bleed or cancer or some kind of rare allergic reaction. But common things occur commonly, and rare things occur rarely. But here's the kicker. Anytime a serious reaction starts to occur commonly, let me repeat that. Anytime a serious reaction starts to occur commonly, meaning anytime a serious reaction that can put you in this black box. So a lot of people think that the black box was just a little black outline on the warning. But what really the FDA is insinuating is that these are warnings that can actually put you in the black box. Okay. So when anything that's serious occurs commonly, the FDA puts a black box warning on that. Now, not every drug 
has a black box warning. And as an integrative medicine physician, I'm not anti-pharma. I'm a pro-patient, pro-safety, pro-data type of person, right? We use pharmaceuticals all the time in my practice when indicated in a very limited option because it is indicated sometimes and it has wonderful benefits when you know how to use it appropriately. But a lot of drugs, when they have a black box warning, then I sit with my patients who have been taking drugs for a long time, prescribed by their doctors, and we have to have this nice, friendly conversation of looking through all their drugs. And some of them don't have black box warnings. And hooray, thank God for we have that we have pharmacology and, and we have those kind of drugs. And then some drugs, we have to say, well, guess what? We have to be careful very cautiously. And can we change your diet lifestyle? Can we do a lot of these other changes here? Can we fix your microbiome, look at food sensitivities, lower your stress, change your overall way of having of being that was lowering your risk of even needing this drug because over time, your risk will be high. Now, a black box warning is also something what we call the get out of jail card for manufacturers. So once there's a black box warning on your drug, and once you get that little packet, even if you went to a gas station or you're, you were in an airport and it's like, oh, you know, I got a headache. I've been sitting in these little chairs. They don't recline back. You know, I've been on a six-hour six flight you know, across, across the country, L.A. to New York. My back hurts. My feet hurt. So I'm going to go to the little gift shop. I'm going to buy a little bit of ibuprofen or a little bit of, uh, you know, any of these NSAIDs and naproxen. Once you even tear open that little pack and you swallow that pill, you've accepted the terms and conditions herein that something can happen if there's a black box warning, right? And if it happens to you, you cannot call 1-800-BAD-DRUG. You can't call the number on your screen, which you see very much every day on drugs that have been prescribed for many years. Like, oh, now we're pulling this off the market because it has a problem. The problem with the drugs that have been, are being pulled off the market is that they never had the warning. So then there's liability. But the, guess what? There is no liability if we preempt the strike. So if they tell you this is what can happen to you, which happens commonly, remember, remember, it's a rare thing. Now it's occurring commonly. Then they don't have any liability. So if you take an NSAID and you have a problem, there is no liability to any of the manufacturers. And that's why there's so many, over 30 or more different manufacturers of different types of NSAIDs on the market. And we're spending hundreds of uh, billions of uh, prescriptions and over uh, one third of the population taking it daily. Now, what people don't really understand is that NSAIDs have a black box warning. So people think like, oh, black box warning should be on maybe a chemotherapy drug, right? Because it's very strong, it's very toxic, it's killing cancer cells. And so, you know, and people think like, oh yeah, they got chemotherapy and they had a really, really bad reaction. So when we think of black box, people think of that. It's a strong drug. So but they don't think about the thing that they're just getting every day over the counter at the grocery store, at the online store, at the, the pharmacy store, and they're buying it in like a thousand or two thousand caplet bottles for maybe 10 or 15 bucks. But the black box warning for NSAIDs are the following. You can have a serious fatal potential heart attack or stroke. It increases the more you use it. It increases if you have cardiovascular disease or cardiovascular disease factors. What does that mean? If you're obese, if you have a little bit more pounds on your belt than you should, which again, most of Americans, you know, even during the pandemic, most of us gained a little bit of 15 to 20 pounds on average. If you have a little bit of overweight, obesity, which again, 70% of the population does, that's a risk factor. If you have blood sugar, diabetes risk or insulin resistance, which again, almost 70% of the population has, that's a risk factor. If you have high blood pressure, that's a risk factor. If you have elevated cholesterol or heart disease, that is a risk factor. 
So you can imagine like how many people just with that risk factor are putting themselves at having more risk. Now, the GI risk I mentioned before, you can have a serious, potentially fatal adverse event, including a bleed, an ulcer, a stomach or intestine perforation, meaning just having a hole in the gut. And it can occur anytime during use. And here's the kicker that everybody should just listen to without any warning symptoms, right? So it's not like, you know, a lot of people think like, Dr. Pai, I'm not an ibuprofen junkie. I'm not a, a, a naproxen junkie. I don't take it all the time. I only just take it once a month during my menstrual cramp or, you know, on the weekends when I'm gardening or I'm cycling on the weekends or I'm, you know, or I'm doing my training events. So you know, on my marathon, I only just do that, you know, right before the race or during the race or after when I'm training. So you can just take it as, you know, rarely as once a month and still have this risk. And again, the older you are, especially the data shows over 50, then that risk actually for GI uh, increases even much more. So what I want to teach you today and just kind of bring you to the idea, because a lot of people think like, well, gosh, it's over the counter. Didn't someone in the government approve of it? Isn't someone say it's safe? Well, the FDA did approve the drug, yes. But just remember, just because the FDA approves the drug doesn't mean that the drug is safe. I mean, here's what I said, the FDA approved drug, and then the warning says contains the FDA approved drug, right? So it's kind of an oxymoron because FDA is telling you, hey, you can get a heart attack, a stroke, a GI bleed, and perforation. And now we know we can get ulcers, we can get atrial fibrillation, we can get leaky gut, we can get joint degeneration, decreasing our collagen, and slowing down our healing processes. And yes, it's been approved. And yes, you can go get it at you know the local big box store for 2,000 caplets in a bottle and just take it indefinitely. But then you're being treated for 10, 15 other conditions with other drugs that then also have side effects. So why does this keep getting sold, even if there's a black box warning? Is because of this. The market size of the NSAIDs is huge. It's $21 billion. And that's why everybody still sells it. And everybody has a disclaimer, right? So once the disclaimer is on there, you can sell it. And that's why every generic of a generic of every brand gets their own ibuprofen or naproxen, for example, or acetaminophen label, because it's 21 billion now, and it's going to increase to 31 billion by the end of this decade. So everybody wants a piece of this pie. Money is driving this, greed is driving this, but what it is driving us is to have chronic diseases and then again being prescribed more drugs. <laughs>